Welcome to the Brand Questions Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings. Thank you so much for plugging in. Every week here on the show, I offer a brand or personal development question I found to be both powerful and potent, as well as some thoughts and coaching to help you start answering them for yourself and your projects. Why do we focus on questions? Because great questions build strong brands, like back squats build strong people. At the end of this episode, I'll let you know where you can find some of these questions, as well as get some coaching during a future episode. But for now, a very quick introduction. Today, we are not doing a specific question. We are actually sharing a conversation I had recently with a buddy of mine. His name is Justin Green. He is a certified financial planner working specifically with coaches inside the health and fitness space. He's got a podcast called Dollars and Dumbbells. I highly recommend you check him out, especially if you've got questions around money. (laughs) And we often do. So check out Justin Green, Dollars and Dumbbells. His company is called Assist FP. Uh, Thank you, Justin, for letting me share this conversation. Without further ado, here's Justin and I talking about branding, about constraints, about the need to be both the visionary and the integrator amongst other things. Enjoy. And I'll be back next week with another episode of the Brand Questions Podcast. I'm excited to have you on, chat with you. Um, some people might recognize you. Uh, you're a co-host of a couple podcasts, Chasing Excellence with uh, Ben Bergeron and The Consistency Project with uh, EC. And uh, so I wanted to dive in a little bit, like tell everyone like who is Patrick Cummings, right? Let's dive into your background a little bit. How did you become the brand expert in the fitness and CrossFit community? Yeah. Um, So uh, back in 2005, I'll I'll try to go through this story quickly. Uh, Back in 2005, I I was working in a bank um, and I was miserable. And, uh, (laughs) and, as luck would have it, I started at that bank at roughly the same time as somebody else uh, whose name is John Gilson started at the bank. He started at a different branch than I did, but he and I would occasionally, because we started at the same time, we would uh, end up at the same sort of like all staff meetings, like quite quite literally we met at a sexual harassment training. Um, and he, was, he and I were roughly the same age. And, um, and so we got to know each other, we became friends. We ended up getting a, a, an apartment together and, uh, and throughout that, somewhere around there, he discovered CrossFit. Uh, he discovered CrossFit. He fell in love with CrossFit. He kind of drank, drank the Kool-Aid. And he slowly and begrudgingly kind of pulled me along into it. Uh, and that was about 2005, 2006, when CrossFit was obviously very small then. Uh, and where it was really robust or where there was some action was online, was kind of on the, the, the CrossFit forums. And so he was on there all the time. And at some point... Uh, he became the general manager of uh, CrossFit Boston, which was quite literally the only CrossFit gym anywhere near us. At that time, he, he was first, he was, a, he was a member, he became a coach, he became the general manager. Um, and uh, long story short is we would, on Sundays, the gym was closed. And so what we, but we still wanted to train. And so there was a park nearby uh, in Jamaica Plain and we would go to the park. We would grab a bunch of dumbbells from the gym load them in the in the car go over to the thing basically say anybody at the gym like hey, anybody wants to come over and train with us on sunday like we're here we've got some dumbbells and some kettlebells and lots of fun and so we did that for a while and one of the things that we really felt like we were lacking was the ability to do pull-ups while we were there and so john being john he went to home depot and he built a, a portable pull-up bar from like cam straps and, and pvc pipe and 
And, uh, and it, it worked, it did the job. We were able to do uh, kipping pull-ups and regular pull-ups and hang pull-ups off of literally off of like tree branches. And he was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. I wonder if anybody would want to buy one of these. And so he went on the CrossFit forum and said, hey guys, I made this thing. Uh, anybody want one for 80 bucks or 90 bucks or something? And it probably cost us 75 bucks to make. And so our margins were like five bucks or seven bucks or something. But we were able to make, we were able to make them and sell them. And everybody, you know, on the CrossFit forums wanted one because we were all doing pull-ups in a park. And um, so long story short is that was the beginning of a, a company called Again Faster. Again Faster was one of the first uh, uh, CrossFit equipment companies or equipment companies for CrossFitters. And what we, what we did is we basically, we were drop shippers. And so we would take all of these, um, uh, at the time you couldn't buy CrossFit equipment, oddly enough, you could buy barbells, you could buy bumper plates, you could buy kettlebells, you could buy gymnastics equipment, but you could do none of those things from the same place. <laughs> so what we did, well, the, re the, the thing that we recognized, or really John recognized and that I helped him with was like, oh, we could be a, we could be a, a central point of contact for all of those different companies and say, okay, Johnny Crossfitter, come to us, tell us what you want. Then we'll go turn around and say, okay, Gill Athletics, we need this. Uh, York Barbell, we need this. Right bump, right uh, rub, rubber bumper uh, plates, we need this. And we would kind of be the consolidator and we would organize and blah, 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 blah. And so that was really what, uh, again, Faster was for the first couple of years. And, and throughout that process, I, uh, my background is in writing and filmmaking and, and video. And so I would go on the road and I would spend a ton of time uh, filming at various CrossFit uh, seminars, as well as doing stuff for Again Faster. And so that's how kind of my role was in the media side. John's role was the business side. And we kind of collaborated uh, together to grow Again Faster. And I was there from, again, like 2006, 2007 is when we started. And I left Again Faster in like 2015 or so. So I was kind of like, that. that's like the, the very um uh short version of how i ended up where where we are today gotcha okay so then there's quite a gap between like 2016 and now so we'll cover yeah. that <laughs> yeah i'm happy uh, to yep. yeah yep. for sure um so that was kind of your your start and uh i'm i'm curious did, is that where you really got to learn about a lot about the branding side of mm -hmm. of kind of things um as you were helping him build that company you would think you would think that that's when I decided like, oh, I should actually, no, I didn't. I actually look, thinking about it, I've, and I've, I've written about this and I've thought about it a lot. Like <clears throat> I didn't, I mean, we together didn't know what the hell we were doing and that's fine. That's kind of part of the, the journey and part of the process. Sure. But I particularly had no idea what I was doing. I, 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 my, my ability was like, oh, I can make a video. I can futz around with, you know, I can take pictures. I can write. I can do these things, but I never, I was, I was mid, I was young to mid twenties ish. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what marketing was. I didn't know what brand was. I didn't know what branding was. Like I, I was just trying to like, can I make this kind of cool? <laughs> can I do a good job at this? Can I do a little bit better? Uh, than, <clears throat> excuse me. than I did the last time. And it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until I left again faster and it wasn't until, uh, really like sitting down and deciding like, what do I want to do here? What do I want to be? What do I want to focus on that? I really recognized what branding was and what marketing was and how much I didn't know and how much I, I kind of skated by on, I just love CrossFit and I'm good at making videos. Right. And I like, again, I was young. I didn't know any better. And I especially didn't realize what 
what I should have been, what I should have been getting better at was not necessarily making videos, mm. right? What I should have been getting better at was, you know, we, any number of things, but that, that making videos would have been part of. Um, and so yeah, to answer your cool. question, I didn't really figure out, I kind of had, like, I, I had a sense of branding. I had a sense of this stuff because I had to, because we had to, as we figured it out. But really when I, uh, uh, I really kind of doubled down on this area, this idea in 2017, 2016, 2017, um, that I really felt like, okay, that's where I can stick my teeth into. And that's maybe an area that I, uh, that I, I have some competence, I have some experience, I have, so, I, I have a good amount of interest, and I feel like the, the, um, I feel like the road ahead of that is, is long and interesting to me. And so that, that, that's when I really was like, oh, okay, let's, let's really figure out what that is. For sure. I think part of branding too and design and, and those elements, like I don't want to undervalue the fact that you like had, a, had your own personal playground with you know, building the company of like, yeah, maybe you didn't know what you were doing, but you got to try so yep. many different things on the fly uh, that coming out of that experience and looking back retrospectively, you were probably able to see like, hey, you know, never going to do that again. Or like, <laughs> hey, that was kind of cool. And like, people kind of yeah. like that. And I was really able to be myself, uh, which speaking of which I cannot picture you working in a bank. So that's really <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. I think I think you made the right move getting out of that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you had met me, if you had met me back then, you would have you would have thought the same thing. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, yeah. So I'm curious though. So after you kind of left that that kind of venture and you start to realize, hey, I want to sink my teeth into branding. Like, what helped you kind of realize that? Were there different resources that you had started consuming, or mm -hmm. you know, was there a, you know anyone you were following, a book? Like, what yeah. what was it that kind of led you down that path? So, uh, what's very specifically what happened was in, so about 20, 2015, I left again faster and sort of ventured out, out on my own. Um, and one of the first things I did was I reached out to Ben, uh, Ben Bergeron, who you kind of mentioned before, uh, for folks who don't know, Ben's a, a well-known, uh, coach and business owner inside of the CrossFit space. Um, and he and I have been friendly because, uh, his gym was, generally in the same vicinity as again faster for the entirety of again faster's existence and so he and i would see each other we knew each other we were friendly we weren't like we weren't you know i wasn't going to his birthday party or anything but what i did when i left again faster i was like i looked around at the people i knew and the people who were doing things that were interesting to me and i saw ben and i saw what he was doing and i thought i don't know exactly what i'm aiming myself towards but i see something in ben i see competence in ben and experience in ben and excellence in ben that if I, I feel like if I could get closer to that, I might understand better how to do my own, do my own thing. Like, right. I'd be, I, if I could like, if I could get close to that in the same way that I got close to John by saying, here, I can make videos. I can update the website. I can do these things. And by virtue of doing that and being able to offer a complimentary skill to John, I was able to learn about what it means to build a business. And in the same way I, I looked to Ben and I said, if I could offer him, video and media and photo and website and all these things, maybe I could start to learn some of the things that I feel like he's doing really well. And so one of the things we did, or the, the first thing we really did was we started uh, a program there at CrossFit New England where gym owners and coaches would come in for two or three days 
and basically get kind of like a behind the scenes look at how the gym runs. Uh, every, you know, everything from like, here's how we make decisions, here's how we hire, here's how we run classes, certainly develop coaches, all these things. And so we developed that. Uh, in the process of that, we kind of, I, I, I asked three or four times if he wanted to start a podcast so that we could start to get the word out about this program. And he said no a couple of times because he really didn't know what a podcast was. And back then, not a lot of people did know what a podcast was. Um, but finally, he said yes to it. And um, and so blah, 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 blah. That led into he and I wanted to try to d further develop the affiliate coaching development side of his business. <clears throat> so he and I started or really evolved what we were doing into a, a company called Project Elevation. And so I worked on Project Elevation exclusively for about a year, trying to get it up up and running, right? And so that was really my my kind of my day to day. It was kind of like in my mind, it was my next again faster. Um, and about a year into it, and determined or decided or realized or that he had too much on his plate, and that he was trying to do too many things, and that by virtue of that, he was doing a lot of things not as well as he'd like. And so we made the tough decision of pulling project elevation back down to nothing. <laughs> we kept the podcast cause that was still going well. And that wasn't a big pull on his time or energy. Um, but ultimately I was left with nothing to do after that year. <laughs> I spent a year thinking like, okay, this is the next five or six or seven years of my life. And so, uh, as I came out of that and as I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm back here now, I guess I got to figure out what to do now. What I started to latch onto is, well, all the things I was really excited about with Project Elevation, what were the things that I was gonna be uniquely bringing to the table, right? Like obviously I wasn't, you know, Ben's, a, Ben's a, a, an amazing coach. I wasn't gonna bring that to the table. Like that's not who I am, that's not my background, that's not my experience. But what I was gonna bring is uh, marketing and branding and, um, and media and creative and all that stuff to the, to the, to the table. And I said, okay, well, what would, look, what would it look like if I just took those things that I was going to bring to the, to project elevation and say, and build something with that and just let that be it. And so that's where I realized, and I really started to dive into the branding was because I realized like, okay, if I really want to do that, I need to better understand this. I need to, I need, because it suddenly isn't, one piece of a much larger puzzle that it was going to be in project elevation and i could kind of pull that off with what i knew and what i could figure out right like i my my skill set and my experience like i could i could put branding into a larger conversation that included uh business operations and developing of coaches and and all these other things but suddenly when i took it out of that context and said okay it's just going to be this i i realized okay i've got some homework to do and i, I basically went to school so let's talk about branding. Like what is branding? It's just like colors and fonts, right? <laughs> <laughs> it can be that. It can be that, but it's not just that. And I think that, that's where folks get uh, confused. To me, branding is two things. Very, very simply. And obviously, they're, they're, it's much more complex than this. But when I think about branding, it's, it's two things. It's the first is intention. And the second is reputation. And so everything you do that that affects your reputation is you in fact doing branding <laughs> and to do that well to build a reputation that you're proud of at least my argument is you have to do it with as much intention as as possible and so to me 
yes, logos, colors, uh, uh, copy on the website, are part of the brand package but it starts with intention who are we who are we for what are we trying to accomplish what are we going to say no to and reputation how is all of this intention impacting the people we want to serve such that they talk about us they think about us they 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 uh they they share what we're doing in a way that we want in a way that makes us proud and so branding is those two halves it's it's the intention part and it's the it's the reputation part it's the what are we going to do to affect the and, and create the kind of reputation that we want all right so you kind of go out after you know the project with ben gets shut down now you're kind of figuring out what to do next so you go out you learn more about it and then <clears throat> you launch uh functional branding or is there something in between nope um okay no, it was fun functional branding. Yeah, it was uh, probably 2018. If I had to, if I had to guess at the year that it started, but yeah, that, that was the first thing. And it took me a while to. Even, it took me. A, it took me a good amount of time to figure out what the heck I was going to do. Way longer than it. Way longer than it should have. Um, and way longer than thinking back, like way longer than I probably had the right to give it. Um, I probably. I probably spent. You know, and this is this is you know uh, a, a lesson worth learning and a lesson that I kind of have to, I, I apparently have to learn multiple times before I really get it. But, but what I did was like, I, I hold myself up in my, in my office and I was really quiet for six months while I tried to figure out what this thing is, which is like the easy and the natural and the safe thing to do when we're trying to build something new and we're trying to create something from nothing. But the truth of the matter is the right way would have been spend a, spend a month to build the simplest version of what this idea could be. And then see if I could get one person to say yes to it. That, that is it's the hard part, it's the scary part, but it's also the most valuable part. Because until somebody actually engages with your idea, you don't actually know what that idea was. And that's been my experience with functional branding. Like I said, I, it's a lesson I've had to learn two or three times. Um, <clears throat> we, have this, we have this perfect conception of what this idea is in our head. And the, the, the kind of the perfectionist nature of, of many of us think, okay, well, until it's completely done, until it's completely baked, until it's 100% ready, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to ask for feedback. I'm not going to get any response. I'm not going to see if it works. I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to build this thing until it's done. And then you pick your head up and you say, hey, guys, I built this thing. And one, turns out nobody cares what you're doing because they're all busy with their own thing. But two, you actually maybe get somebody to pay attention to it. And they say, that seems kind of interesting, but not really what I need. Okay, well, that would have been nice to know six months ago. Well, that, that's possible. You just need to pick your head up. Um, and so, long, so all, the, all to say like, yeah, I left Project Elevation and I spent probably six to seven months figuring out what functional branding was, launching that, spending the next six months figuring out what it actually was. So now that you kind of figured that out, what is functional brand branding? Like who, who are you working with? What are you yep. doing for those, those type of clients? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm still figuring out what it is, which is both a fun and frustrating thing. And I, and I mean that like, I don't say that cause it's not going well. <laughs> I say that because I'm not satisfied with it yet. Um, brand is such an evolution too though like it's it's not a static idea 100%. like it's so dynamic it's always changing um 
and so I think I think that's part of it too. Probably is like it's always it's never gonna stop and be like okay I've got the perfect thing now. Like it's always gonna get better. It's always gonna change. Absolutely. Um, and we can get back to it, but I think that there's <laughs> there's a pro and con to that. There's a pro and con to constantly changing and uh, and constantly looking for the next thing and constantly building. That's slightly different, uh, or it's a slightly ta- it's a slightly tangential conversation. Um, so what is it right now? It's a, it's a coaching service for, uh, folks inside the health and fitness space. Um, and what I do is I basically, I take this process that I put together and I spend about four to six months working with somebody to figure out those things that I was talking about, the, the, the intention part of things. What is this thing that you're trying to build? Who is it for? How is it going to be different than what, what everybody else is offering? What are you going to lean into that other people aren't going to? What are you going to ignore that most people say yes to? How are you going to, how are we going to talk about it? What is the, you know, and then down to what is the website going to look like? What is the language on that website going to look like? What is maybe your content plan going to be to, um, to either launch it or revise the brand itself? And so <clears throat> right now it's a one-to-one coaching service. Um, uh, but again, that, that is being, that's kind of constantly being developed and worked on. No, absolutely. And I'm going to assume, which can always get me in trouble, so let me know. Um, <laughs> I know you have a, a, a lot of traction, a lot of connections uh, in the CrossFit community. So I'm going to assume yep. you, maybe you work with either a lot of CrossFit uh, affiliate owners or um, maybe just CrossFit coaches in general. Would that be a good assumption? Or Yeah, I think so. My sort of where most people find me is uh, the podcast, Chasing Excellence. So they mm-hmm. kind of stumble on me there. However, whatever magical number of steps they take, uh, they tend to find functional branding. And so often because Chasing Excellence was kind of born out of CrossFit, our core audience, there are still CrossFitters. But one of the things I've noticed, is, and you've probably noticed it too, is that there's, begin, there's become, there's, there's uh, a, a nice amount of crossover between like core CrossFitters who were like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Like that was who I talked to. And now there's a lot of people who are like have one foot in CrossFit and one foot in classic strength and conditioning, right? So there's becoming this really nice blend of like, oh, we, t- we you know, we do some high intensity stuff, but we don't ignore whatever isolation movements, right? Whatever mm-hmm. that, whatever that blend, whatever that crossover is. And I think I'm starting to see that in uh, or around Chasing Excellence as well, where people are like the, the, the world of CrossFit, the ideas of CrossFit, the culture of CrossFit has started to permeate lots of different kind of health and fitness and sport avenues. And so we're kind of getting people who maybe don't consider themselves like hardcore CrossFitters like we did five years ago, but are still conscious of what's going on over there. And like, I like some parts of it. I don't like all of it. I do some of it. I don't do all of it. And so the same is starting to happen for who I, who tends to kind of come to me. Um, and so, yeah, there's always an element of that kind of functional fitness end of things, but sometimes it's, broader than that. Sometimes there's, it's, it's uh, nutrition with some fitness. Sometimes it's um, some mindset. Sometimes it's weightlifting, whatever. But it all kind of centers around um, this idea of kind of functionality, whether that's functional movements, whether that's functional health, functional medicine, whatever. That tends to be the people who end up kind of in my circle and ends up being the people who I end up working with primarily convenient that uh it's called functional branding then <laughs> yeah yeah you know? that's not that's not an accident that's not an accident no. that's no it's not um it's almost like you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah it's that's actually a, like it's it's we don't have to dive into it but it's 
Um, it, a lot of people miss the importance of their name when they start something. You know, I, I see a lot of, um, especially like CrossFit gyms is maybe a good <laughs> example. Like in the old days, in old days, something like 15 years. Um, but like everybody just named their gym, like CrossFit, the town I'm in, which like, okay, that, that's <laughs> fine. That's good. Um, but if you think about it, like, what is a good, like, what does a good name do? A good name, even without context, tells you a little bit about what it is and who it's for. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and not always. And it's not like a hard and fast rule. Like the, the example I always give is like Google, like Google didn't mean anything until Google was a thing. Like it's like, you can definitely clearly find lots of success with a name that either doesn't make any sense or it's like Apple, right? Like whatever, what does that mean? My point though, is like, if you're, if you're creating something, something from scratch, if you're doing it today, if you're like, okay, what am I going to call this thing? Then one of the best things you can do for yourself is think about a name that when the kind of person who you want to build this thing for, or you're all, you are building it for comes across that name, something in the back of their head says, Ooh, let me look at that more. Cause that seems like it could be for me versus CrossFit one, two, three, or whatever the zip code is or whatever. Right. Because quite frankly, like if I'm looking for a CrossFit gym, I'm already Googling things in my area. Cause I'm not going to go drive to Tennessee to go to a CrossFit gym. And so the name with the town doesn't give me anything additional. It doesn't give me anything that Google isn't going to give me in, ter- in terms of uh, information about what this brand is. But if instead you call it, I don't know, CrossFit, <clears throat> I don't know. I should have had, I should have had a better name in mind as I gave this example, but, but CrossFit, uh, uh, I don't know, CrossFit, let me think of a good one here. See, now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Whatever. Let's just call it CrossFit Vitality. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that is a gym already. So shout out to them out there. That at <laughs> least starts to give an individual who's looking for a choice, some kind of information, some kind of idea about what this is and who it's for. Is this thing for me? Does that sound like a place I would go to? Does that sound like a brand I would associate with? That, that is uh, uh, the name, whatever it is you're doing, your name can be a brand asset if you look at it like that. If you don't just say like, well, it doesn't matter what I call it. I'll just call it whatever. I just need, I just need a name. I just got to like, I just got to write the name down on a piece of paper and nobody cares about the name. The name is often the first thing somebody sees or comes across. And so if you can, if you can leverage that, if you can use that, if you can make that valuable, then that's just one more kind of one more little checkbox you can, you can, you can add to the chances of them saying yes to you. Absolutely. So I actually really like this uh, kind of where we're going this because I actually did a lot of thought process behind the name of my firm when I did this. Mm -hmm. So we have so like CrossFit's, you know, CrossFit location, you know, insert location here is very similar. Like in the financial world, it's, you know, green financial planning. Like a lot of people just use their name. Um, And I was very intentional. One, I didn't want that. And two, like green is a very common like. (laughs) association with money so like totally. it won, yeah. i don't even think i could get a, a domain if i wanted to um but i was very intentional when i was thinking about like what am i going to call this and the reason i actually called it assist is um to kind of present the message to the clients is that like it's actually their life it's their money it's their goals their values i'm just here to help mm-hmm. um and so you know it's kind of interesting the way you were talking about that is like i actually went through that that similar 
thought process of like, I want someone to see this name and be like, you know, at least maybe they're not going to know right away what it means, but they're going to wonder. They're going to think about mm-hmm. it. They're going to question why this, is it called? This is really cool. Yeah, this is really cool. And this is just for fun, just because I know you enough to have a sense of your background. Yeah. Um, but where you are now with the business, you're focusing on uh, uh, primarily, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, primarily uh, uh, online fitness trainers, right? Digital mm-hmm. fitness trainers. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Fitness and nutrition, yeah. You're Fitness right. and nutrition, right. Yep. And that wasn't where your initial focus was, though, right? When you first started it? Like, there, it was probably in the world, but it wasn't quite that 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 focused. Is that right? Uh, exactly what you just said. It was there. It wasn't narrowed in uh, yeah. as much yet. Yeah. So, here, so here's my question to you, then. Would you... Uh, would you, what would you maybe change your name to if you were, if you were starting this today, but you knew the, the work you've done the last six months in figuring it out and working on it and tweaking it and narrowing it. If you were to just say, okay, forget all that. You learned everything you learned, but you're starting something new today. Would you name it something different? Um, I might, to be honest with you, I don't know what it would be, but I, uh, it's crossed my mind. I don't think I was completely off base uh with the name because you know it's i'm still like helping and so assist that's obviously what that means now some people pick up on the fact that i'm a i have a big basketball background so there is like a little (laughs) bit of a you know a sports uh theme behind that uh one of the feet some of the feedback i did get was that maybe it 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 appealed more to uh males and females which wasn't my intention so that was like a that was like a oh shoot moment um honestly I might have gone something closer to what I what I call the podcast, just because it's a little <laughs> catchier, a little yeah. more fun. People people are drawn to that name a little bit yeah. more. Um, so to your point, like yeah, I might have changed it. Um, I don't know what it would be, but it, it might have been a little bit different. So if you and I were working together, and I'd say this, like I think your name's great. I don't think like this isn't my argument for you to change it. But thinking about who it's for, right? It's for, and, and this can evolve and it will evolve as you go and as you get more successful, right? But what I would start thinking about is what is a name that, that when uh, a fitness trainer and, a nutri- or, and or a nutritionist sees it, they think, I don't know what that is, but that's probably for me. So what yeah. I would, what, so some, just as an example of, of what, like a name that pops in my head that would do that is something like money, muscle, financial planning. Mm-hmm. right so money muscle what does that mean it doesn't mean anything but when i'm right, right, right. a fitness trainer muscle a good thing right or I, could, I might call it you know money fitness or something like that something again yep. we, I, you know tweak it, yeah. tweak it to your heart's content but something like that is kind of my point and what i'm talking about is i don't need to have no i don't need to know what that is to think that could be for me let me check it out and that's the advantage of a name or that that can be the advantage of a name is that it starts with intention. It starts to starts to build the reputation that you're trying to build. Absolutely. Versus 100% versus, versus your point of like, you know, green financial planning, which is funny and mildly clever because <laughs> for you, but doesn't doesn't do a whole lot for me as the as right. The, person you're trying to get to is the person you're trying to reach is the person you're trying to make uh the person you're trying to uh inspire a change in right and in in your case that changes oh i don't need a financial planner too i need a financial planner 
that's a giant leap you've got to make some you've got to help somebody make and so is there a way to to, to use the name to do that yeah absolutely no i totally agree um so i'm curious like what is the pain point when you know shifting back off the name a little bit and uh back to the fitness world you know what is that pain point when they reach out to you like when someone comes to you and they want they want your you know your coaching help like what like why are they doing it are they not getting clients like um they just feel like they don't have a story like what is that main pain point you hear You know, like this is something I've been thinking about a lot because I've been trying to trying to solve it in a way uh, for the folks that kind of come to me. I think the biggest thing, honestly, it doesn't feel like branding, but it is. I think the hardest thing and the, the biggest challenge that folks have is I don't know what the hell to do next Tuesday to get get me where I want to be in a year from now. There's a disconnect. Or like the tiny like action steps to get yeah, you. Yeah, just the yeah. the building. Uh, like it, I think I think a lot of it comes back down to the fact that we're never taught how to be a a boss to ourselves. We're never taught how to create something from scratch, right? When you think about where do we learn how to do most things, it's in school. Well, what does that look like? Teacher tells us what to do, and if we're if we're good at it, we can succeed in that environment because there's all these constraints that have been given to us, right? Uh, learn this thing, learn it by this date, learn it in this particular way so that when I give you a test, you can, you can score well, right? And that basically iterates, 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 iterates all the way through college and then what happens? You get a job and now the boss is telling me, here's what I need you to do, here are the constraints in which you're gonna do it, I expect you to do it from nine to five, Monday through Friday, et cetera, et cetera, right? All of these constraints are handed to you and so then we can all we all we learn to operate inside of those those constraints that are handed to us, and then when we have the guts and the bravery and the and the stubbornness and the ambitions to step outside of that context, we step outside of a context where you've got somebody who's going to tell us what to do on a regular basis. We're left not really sure how to make that happen. What what is it? Well, what does that mean for Monday? And then, and then we're stuck with, well, you just got to work real hard. You got to hustle. You got to work 15 hours a day. But if you don't know how, if, I think it's a stupid idea, but if you don't know how, what to do in those 15 hours a day, what, what do you, what's the point, right? And so I think that one of the biggest pain points for the folks that I work with, the folks that I talk to, the folks that I want to continue working with is I've got this thing. I've got this skill. I've got this passion. I've got this idea. I want to do this thing and I'm, and I'm good at it but I don't know what that means for this week. And I don't know what it means for tomorrow. And I don't know the high level, the, the highest leverage actions I can take so that I can actually make progress so that I can actually do this full time. So that I actually make enough money that, that I can, that I can live so that I can have the kind of life I want to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, a lot of it comes down to where are you trying to go? And what does that mean for Tuesday? And I think, therein lies the biggest challenge. And I think the, the folks that I work with, a lot of them have an initial amount of success, you know, for whatever reason, like they open a gym and 50 people come in and it's amazing, cool. And then that stagnates because they don't know how to, they didn't do anything with that much intention. They just open the doors, right? It's a coach. I got my first six clients. That was amazing because my friends and I knew somebody and my cousin, but I don't really know what to do about clients seven through 57. Right. And so that tends to be the biggest gap is like 
what hustle means. I don't know how to work harder. I don't know where to point that energy. And so what I try to do for folks is say, okay, where are we trying to go? Let's work backwards from there and figure out what, what does that mean for this month and for this quarter? And what is that, what is that, how are we going to measure success? What are we going to ignore? Who is this thing for and what do they want? What do they need? How can we talk to them? So that really, really I think what I do is, I, and it's, it's funny because it's where my, it's what my background is, is the first skill I ever really learned that I taught myself was how to edit video. And editing video is basically just how do you take sauce and make it into something orderly? How do I take an hour interview and make it and, and edit it down to three minutes of interesting material? That's really all I'm doing now. How do I take all of these ideas and dreams and, and plans and wants from you and edit it down into something manageable, something intentional, and something consistent and cohesive. That's, to me, that's what branding is. Because without those things, what we're left with is hoping and hustling. And I think that those are really crappy strategies. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're, you know, you could be the hardest worker in the room, but, it, you know, if you're working on the wrong things or if you don't know what to work on, I mean, it's, yep. it's not really going to get you anywhere. Uh, so it sounds like you're definitely focusing on, you know, kind of going way back to the beginning of our combo intentionality, right? Like, yep. let's get intentional where you want to go with this. Let's break it down into, you know, as James Clear would say, atomic habits. Yep. And, you know, let's, uh, kind of build it out i am curious so do you do you tend to how do i want to ask this um do you tend to work with personal brands or business brands slash like what are your thoughts on the difference and which is like more important to build out um i think i tend to work with the 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 business brands i work with tend to be very uh like there tends to be one or maybe two people at the heart of it, which is like kind of just like mm -hmm. a, a, a slightly evolved, expanded upon personal brand to a large degree. Um, mm -hmm. And truthfully, like that's, that's who I am. And so that's kind of like, I think I, I attract that and I respond to and I get, could I, does the work that I do, would it be just as good in a, or just as valuable, just as useful in a company of 50 people? Like, yeah, it's just not really like, that's not my circle. That's, those aren't my people. Right. And so I tend to work with folks who are either building up a personal brand or trying to expand a personal brand into something that is a little bit bigger than just them. So how does that kind of transition work? Because, you know, as I kind of think about it, um, like I'm just wondering, how do you balance the effort you continue to put into like building that personal brand or now you take resources and effort away from the personal brand to build mm -hmm. out, you know, you know, let's say, uh, we'll just use you for an example. You know, you've mm -hmm. got your personal brand, which is Patrick Cummings, and then you've got, you know, functional branding. Like, yeah, how much, like, what is the, the balance there of, you know, how much do I try and get, you know, functional branding in front of people or do I just get Patrick in front of people, yeah. let them know what I do. And then I don't really care if they know the name of the, you know, your the, the business they just know that they're working with me and that's what they're getting yeah it's an interesting question i i, I so I'll, I'll answer it i'll answer it specifically to me but i don't know 
I'm in a, I'm in a weird and unique place, which is kind of how I made the decisions that I do. Um, and that position is a lot of people, like I said before, a lot of people find me from chasing excellence, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. I, uh, I love it. I, uh, I feel very lucky and privileged to be in a position and to have kind of spun something up that so many people respond to and et cetera, et cetera. But what I realized when I re- like, uh, and this was a couple of years ago, what I realized was there's a big gap between like, okay, who's this, who's that guy and two steps or three steps down the road to figure out, oh, functional branding, that's a thing. There was a, mm-hmm. there was a big gap there. And so what I'm doing, what I, what, again, intention, what I'm trying to do is, say, is respect the fact that, okay, some people find me through the podcast and if for whatever reason uh, they're like, oh, let me go figure out what more about what he's up to. I don't wanna make them go through two or three different hoops because I wanna get them to functional branding. Instead, I want to say, okay, if, if my awareness, which is a big part of d- developing a brand, whether it's personal or something bigger, if my awareness right now is the podcast, and I would say both podcasts, both Consistency Project, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, uh, with E.C. Sinkowski, which is uh, focused primarily on nutrition, and then Chasing Excellence with Ben, which is kind of a bunch of things. That's where people are first kind of finding me. I don't want to make them do, I don't want to make, I don't want to assume that they're going to go more than one step on that podcast. To, do, to pay any more attention to me. And so what I was realizing, what I realized over the years was people were finding me on Instagram because of the podcast. And then I, but I wasn't really doing a whole lot on Instagram. It was just like a thing I had. And then I was trying to get everybody over to functional branding. And so I was trying to, to, to get people to hop from one place to another because that was, more, that was more advantageous to me, or at least I thought it was. But when I took a step back, I said, well, if I get any, if I'm, if I'm lucky enough to get any amount of awareness out of these podcasts and I can see already that that awareness is going to Instagram, my personal Instagram, then that's where I'm going to invest some time, energy, and effort. And then some amount of that time, energy, and effort will move people, people over to functional branding if, and when that thing that sounds mildly interesting to them. And so to me, that's why there's two different things in my in kind of my current life where i spent a lot of time energy and effort on the kind of the personal thing because i that's where i can earn some more trust and then if i can leverage that trust into and onto functional branding that to me is the victory right now if that may change at some point that might shift i might be able to change attention focus energy resources but right now those things being limited i point them to the personal no that makes perfect sense and it was a great example because um i like how you talked about how it's like one extra hurdle uh for people who find you and the other thing i noticed on social media especially people want to interact with individuals they don't necessarily want to interact with a brand so i learned that lesson the hard way early on i had launched my instagram most you know assist fp and very early like within a couple weeks i realized ooh, we need to just like change this to my name um and immediately i saw a shift in you know interactions and engagement and so i i i'm kind of all in on personal branding i think i even think within bigger companies emphasizing your like you know, your rock star employees and having them, you know, create their own personal brand. Yeah, there's a risk. They may not, they may leverage that personal brand eventually, but also there's like the risk of like not having them be known. So yeah, um, yeah no, I, I think that was a really 
great way to put that. So um, want to start kind of wrapping this up, asking you some of the final questions. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, I always have to bring this back to money and I'm actually super curious <laughs> to your answer here because you're a thinker. You know, I've been following you for a while. We've had a couple conversations. And so um, I know you, uh, you tend to think a little bit deeper than the average person. So uh, I want to know what does wealth mean to you? Um, I think I, so for me, <clears throat> wealth is part of wealth, not all of wealth, part of wealth, a big part of wealth to me is the ability to do work that I care about with people who make me better for people who give a shit. <laughs> nice. That's what Love wealth it. is. Um, at least that's, that's wealth as it relates to the work that I, I do and that I want to do. Broader wealth is my ability to spend as much time as possible with my sons as they grow up. And inside of that, embedded in that, is the work. Because the work is what mm -hmm. will allow me to do that. Yeah, I hear uh, impact and community coming through that a lot. You know, mm -hmm. So that, that's awesome. All right, if you could go back in time a year ago today, what would surprise you the most and why? Mm. Um, when the, so I'm, I'll, jump, I'll jump back a little bit more than a year because the, with the pandemic, basically two sure. years was one year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself. <laughs> I agree. Um, one of the things that when the pandemic hit, as, any, as you maybe, this, the pandemic, when that started, had you had the, the firm already or were you still piecing it together? Um, no, I was working at my old firm when pandemic yeah. hit in March. Uh, I left in November and, uh, we kind of thought the pandemic was going to start to wind down again. And then, we, you know, another <laughs> yeah. year later. So yeah. I asked because you, you probably would have felt it when then the same time I did. So when the pandemic hit, like there was obviously like, yeah, what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Everything's terrible. It's all going to implode. We're all going to die. Um, and so the first, one of the things that when I sat down, I was like, okay, well, what might this mean for what I'm doing? Because truthfully, like doing the kind of work that I'm doing, like it almost never feels necessary until it does. And it also feels like one of those things that like, yeah, that'd be great, but I just can't do it right now. <laughs> it's a want, not right? a need. For yeah, sure. I mean, it, 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 it's a need, need but like right? in there. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, I totally hear it. Yeah. In the same way that financial planning. Is, I was going to say, I'm the same way. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things like that's part of the challenge, right? Is, is to get people to understand how it's an investment and not, a, not mm -hmm. an expense. But when I sat down, I was like, well, one of the things I need to figure out how to do is, is do this in a way that um, doesn't cost as much to say yes to. And therefore, and doesn't take as much of my time to do, right? And so I really sat down. I was like, okay, at that point, it was like 100% just, it's just me, uh, you know, Zoom calls and like, I was making websites, I was doing everything. So I was like, I got to figure out how to build some leverage into this thing. Um, and so as the pandemic was going and going, I, I started to put pieces together. I started building things. I started, I started making plans and blah, blah, blah. And so to answer, to actually answer your question is like, what would surprise me? What surprised me is that I'm still doing that. <laughs> I'm still piecing this thing together. I'm still figuring out what does it look like to increase or introduce leverage to what I'm doing in a way that satisfies me in a way that I feel like I can still give somebody what I want them to, to have in a way that I'm still really proud of the work inherent in that. Um, but that introduces leverage, that introduces uh, different price points, all of these things, right? And so 
God, I, I think I'm almost there. I think I've figured it out. I think I'm almost ready to, to test some things to back to my point before, um, to actually get some feedback on it and, and see if it, it does what I want it to do. Um, but it's, it's a, it's been a long road. It's been a longer road than I would have guessed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I remember when we first started chatting, I mean, you had, uh, completely different ideas for where functional branding was going than yeah. where it's even going today. And that was probably just the last like eight months or so. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, it's good and bad. And I think I alluded to this before the, the idea of like always building and always wanting to create and always wanted to change and always wanted to fix. Unfortunately and fortunately, what, what I love doing, that's what I love doing. That part mm-hmm. of things is like, man, I, that yeah, keeps me up at night in a good way that gets me excited. What doesn't get me excited is like, okay, it's done. Now let's make, now let's go and do it consistently for six months or nine months or something. That part I've always struggled with. And yeah. so the pro is that I'm really excited about continuing to figure out what this thing is and could be and will be in the future. The, the con is that it's really, if you never let yourself kind of get satisfied, you kind of always feel like you're on a hamster wheel of trying to make things better. And so one of the things that I'm going to have to figure out how to do myself in the next three months or so is just let it be, let it exist. I can kind of take my foot off the gas to see, is this, is this going to work? Is this going to move in the direction I want to go instead of, first sign of a good idea jumping into it and trying to make it better um there's a balance there and it's not a balance quite frankly it's not a balance that i've gotten figured out for myself yet it's one that i can help other people with really clearly um (laughs) it is it has been a persistent challenge to turn that around back on myself and say no for the next quarter you're going to just be steady and consistent and calm and you're going to see if this idea is actually as good an idea as you think it is or if it's not um, that's my challenge to myself is to figure that out and do that better. Are you familiar with, I think it's, I think I got this right. The book traction by Gino Wickman. Yep. So, um, he talks about the difference between like a visionary and, uh, integrator or an implementer, yep. I, I that's believe. Correct. I think it's an integrator. Um, yep. Integrator. Yeah. I, I'm going to lean towards you. You're most likely a visionary, right? Yeah. I think so. When, when left to my own devices, I am, yeah. I, I, you know, in the past when I was with Ben and when I was with uh, John and again faster, I was actually far more the integrator than I was the visionary Interesting. Um, because I was, I was working with people who I would, I would, I do consider visionary people mm-hmm. and they had started it and they were. And so I think the, I think you can be both of those things or you, you can have visionary tendencies and integrator tendencies. Um, and then the context, it, is going to determine what you are and who you are. And so I think one of the things that's really hard when you're doing something on your own, when you're spinning up your own thing, whatever that thing is, is to recognize that you actually have to be both of those things. And sometimes you have to be the one that you don't want to be at the time where, where it's necessary. Um, versus, you know, cause quite frankly, like a lot of the people I work with good integrators, they just don't have the vision of figuring out what the heck to do with themselves. And that's back to the, like, what am I doing on Tuesday? Well, that depends on where you want to be on a year from Tuesday, right? And so one of the, I think 
this is this is reminiscent of what I was talking about before. We're like we're not taught this. We're not taught yeah. how to make plans and and execute plans. We're taught how to execute somebody else's plan, and we're all pretty good at figuring out how to do that, at least to the the, the degree that we are. But when you when you start your own thing, when you want to go do your own thing, whether it's you're a, you're a trainer, you want to start a gym, you want to start an e-com a company, you want to build a product, whatever it is, at least for some amount of time, while you get that thing up off the ground, you have to be both the visionary and the integrator, and you've got to figure out how do I how can I be both of those things, their maximum value, and how do I how can I be each of those in such a way that it doesn't detrimental to the other part of it how can i be a visionary but not so much that it it not so much that i fail as an integrator how can i be an integrator but not so much that i forget that i also have to be the visionary here and that is a challenge that as we talk i realize is really exciting for me to help people figure out yeah that's the balance of of being an entrepreneur right that's like the yep. the key balance right every yep. every entre entrepreneur usually starts because they had a great idea or a great service offering um and then how do you put it into play and early on it's just you so you've got to balance that yep. um i i'm you know i'm confident that you're going to figure out that balance and i'm excited to watch and see how how functional branding continues to grow um it's been an honor and privilege to kind of turn the mic around on you. Everyone hears you as the co-host <laughs> on other podcasts, uh, but it's been great to hear more about your story and who Patrick is. Uh, so I appreciate you you coming on the show, Patrick. Appreciate it, Justin. It's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you so much again to Justin. If you want to read more of the questions I present here on the Brand Questions podcast, you can do so at functionalbranding.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss new questions when they drop. If you want to join me for a future episode of the Brand Questions podcast to get some coaching on how you might answer some of these questions for yourself and your brand, head to functionalbranding.com slash podcast and fill out the form. It'll only take you uh, four seconds, maybe five seconds, possibly three if you type real fast. Links to both are in the show notes. Uh, if you like this, please consider leaving a rating and a review. It'll help new folks find the show. And it'll also make me smile. My name is Patrick Cummings, and until we talk again, please keep asking strong questions. Please keep building your brand muscle, and please, please, please keep going.